on the next episode of Sip Suds and Smokes. Today's episode is a brewery takeover of Burley Oak Brewing Company in Berlin, Maryland. Good old boy, Mike, why don't you give us a lineup for today? The beers we're going to be tasting and discussing today from Burley Oak Brewing Company are Bunker C, an American Porter at 6.6%, the Pale Rider IPA, an Imperial at 9.8%, Coffee and Cream, Cream Ale at 5.1%, a Sour Chicky Sour at 4.4%. Sorry, Sorry, Chicky, what did I say? Sour chicken. Sour chicken. I wasn't listening. I knew what was wrong. Bulletproof Tiger, an IPA. It's an Imperial at 10%. And if we have time, we may have an additional surprise beer if we have time in our show. We'll be right back after this break. live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. Suds, suds, it's time for more suds. Welcome everyone to another sud segment where good beer meets bad radio and sometimes bad beer. Well, never mind, never mind. Joining me at the table today is good old boy Kendall. How are you doing? I'm so happy to be here. Me too, me too. I'm glad you're here too. And you are sporting a very cool very sweatshirt. festive you yes. can see that sweater from orbit it's my, it's my first uh beer <laughs> theme no christmas yeah. sweater kendall so. is the wait reason first for the ever season. yeah I, I don't have any beer themed christmas sweaters really i've got other christmas sweaters but yeah the only one with beer on it ties wow. it all Who's together the, is kendall the one you're the one with the sweater with the deer doing dirty stuff no that's, that's mine, mine. <laughs> oh, sorry. that's me that's mine <laughs> Okay. That's yeah. my holiday sweater. Yeah, that's his. <laughs> Speaking of which. I'll loan it out to Kindle. <laughs> good old boy, Mike. Hello. I am here to make fun of all things, Dave. <laughs> Thank you. And aren't you come, in your finery today, the too? Show as well. <laughs> yep. Gosh. Mike's dressed like an albino deer hunter. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wish you guys could see this. Yes. Um, there's a little bit of white. Actually, there's a lot of white. There's a little bit of orange and a little bit of gray going on. Kind of like balls. a big creamsicle, too. <laughs> yeah. Hey, very good. <laughs> Reverend Mark. Hey, it's so good to be here to talk about all things uh, worth repenting over. You're glowing today. <laughs> <laughs> He did just come in from the nuclear facility. <laughs> <laughs> well, so happy to have you here with us. And good old boy Dave, hey. Well, so long as we've got some time to kill, I think I'll have a beer. <laughs> That's for sure. Ain't that the truth. 
Well, I'm good old gal Julianne, in case you didn't know who I was here. Today's episode is a brewery takeover of Burley Oak Brewing Company in Berlin, Maryland. Good old boy Dave, why don't you give us some info, please? All right. Uh, we built our brewery from the ground up. But isn't that how all breweries are built? I mean, <laughs> yeah. because you can't build it from the roof down. So, why? Wow, anyways. Uh, utilizing sustainable practices with local brick materials and craftsmen. We love our town of Berlin. Ich bin ein Berliner. Uh, Berlin, Maryland. And we hope you join us in our tap room for a couple of pints and growlers. Our goal is to produce distinctive beers with unsurpassed quality while blending contemporary and traditional brewing methods. I just want to point that unsurpassed was the big word in that entire paragraph for Dave. <laughs> I'm getting a lot better about picking what I'm going to read. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can say from experience since good old boy Dave and I did come or did visit this brewery, it's a nice little tap room. It's a nice it little space. It was built very sustainably. Uh, <laughs> wow. They had a lot of lamps. They, and Christmas lights. And things, yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, moving on. Good old boy, Mike, why don't you give us a lineup for today? The beers we're going to be tasting and discussing today from Burley Oak Brewing Company are Bunker C, an American Porter at 6.6%. The Pale Rider IPA, an Imperial at 9.8%. Coffee and Cream, Cream Ale at 5.1%. A sour chicky sour at four point four percent. Sorry, chicky. What did I say? Sour chicky. Sour chicky. I wasn't listening. I knew what was wrong. Bulletproof Tiger and IPA. It's an imperial at ten percent. And if we have time, we may have an additional surprise beer if we have time in our show today. So if we have time, we'll have a beer if we have time. Correct. That's what he said. Okay. All right. <laughs> I just want to make time. sure. If we, yeah. it's tonight. not a double negative yet. <laughs> okay, it's like tonight we're gonna rock you tonight. tonight. Yeah. Right? Yes, yes. Okay. Well, I am not a trained professional, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I just drink beer and talk into the microphone. Mike has not been house trained. That's yet. Uh, apparently not. It's my attire that's actually stunting my uh, you know, my abilities today. So. Well, it is a state school. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, Reverend Mark, why don't you give us the suds ratings? And I heard that you are going to um, ch channel, I guess, a channel. particular. Wow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> Is it a wizard? Is it Colonel Sanders? Does anybody know? I will channel it now. These beers that we will be discussing and rating. With the Suds ratings go as follows. Number one. Wow, that sucks. Give me anything but a bud. <laughs> I think he's a ghost. Number <laughs> two. Was that a belch? Number three. Ah, what a relief. There's Mr. Ed. <laughs> Number four, a body should not make a sound like that. He's <laughs> <laughs> just making stuff up. And number five, listen to that hang time. Give me another. That was darn fine, Reverend Darn fine. 
This episode is being brought to you by the Department of Redundancy Department. (laughs) (laughs) What have I started here? Thank you, everybody. (laughs) Good night. (laughs) Okay, let's get to the beer. The first one we oh, are. Oh, I already did. I'm sorry. Am yeah. I, am I, I think that's why at, the. Uh, am I skipping ahead here? I think that's why things have gone this way <laughs> okay. so far. Okay. First one we're going to talk about today is the Bunker C American Porter, 6.6% ABV. A robust porter, pitch black in color with notes of baking chocolate, fresh coffee, and Interesting. a distinct umami character. Ooh, umami. Really? Oh, your mommy. I get baking chocolate. I don't know it's I very get- bitter. It's almost mm-hmm. like somebody handed you a, uh, yeah, a baking chocolate bar with uh, like twenty eight percent cocoa. Yeah. Do you taste mommy? No, no. It is kind of like baking, almost like the baking, the cocoa powder too. Yeah. you know that. Yeah, that cocoa powder. Mm-hmm. But there isn't there is a bitterness to that, and it's it's that coming just from the chocolate, or yeah. I don't think the coffee is bringing, you know, that mm. component mm. around it. I do get coffee, though, I think. After a few sips, the coffee starts coming out. And mm. I think after a few sips, I start liking this a little more. That first taste of you, this, it's you pretty. You adjust yourself yep. to it. It's pretty uh, upfront. Yeah. So I would say in general, I'm not a fan of flavoring porters, you know. Um, I'm just... I, I enjoy that Tootsie Roll, you know, roly-poly, you know, kind of element that you get around a the good, solid porter. Sweet, yeah. Almost sweet, bitter, you know, very yeah. and very simplistic. And mm-hmm. many times when you're flavoring them up, they get too sweet really quick. Um, that yeah, has not can. happened with this, though, has it? No. This has actually turned more bitter. And it's interesting that they're doing it with a porter because most people will do this with a stout. True. Right. Yeah. Because I think porters usually have some caramel in them when stouts don't. Right. And then any of the caramel is going to get kind of pushed off to the side. I think what's interesting is when I'm reading the the notes here uh, is that they named this because it, it looked like crude oil. And yet when we were pouring this in the glass, I don't think it had like a really high viscosity to it. It's definitely very opaque for sure. It is dense when you look at it. But... We've poured things that are have crude oil. You it's know? light on the body. Yeah. yeah. It's it's surprisingly. Deceiving. Yeah. And yeah. I again I think part of what I'm leaning towards is that it really just is not has a ton of sugar on it. It's just not been sweetened up. It's been bittered out, if I had to describe something. I think that's why I'm liking it though. Yeah. I'm just not a big fan of sweet beers overall. And this yeah. It, it, this is really starting to grow on me. That little bit of bitterness from the coffee and chocolate or whatever it's yeah. going on in I there. I want to try to leave a little bit of this in my I, cup to I'm let it warm it more. up a little bit. My thoughts exactly. As our resident be dark beer lover, Juliana, what are you? What are you getting out of this? I'm I I'm in Kendall's camp because I'm really liking it. Uh, what always worries me about porters is they tend to be a little sweet. Mm-hmm. They're thin and they're sweet and. I can't get behind that. So this is thin, though dark. I mean, deceivingly dark in color. And I like the bitterness. Um, And it tends to, like you said, it tends to get bitter as it stays on my Mm -hmm. tongue, which is kind of (laughs) wizardy. 
<laughs> because you don't expect it to it's be magic. like that. Yeah, it's very magical. It's a kind of magic. It's a it is a kind of magic. But I'm I'm digging it for what they did. I don't know what kind of voodoo they put in this, but I'm liking it because it's standing out to me. Hmm. Reverend Mark, what do you think of this? Yeah, I don't think it's a classic, robust American porter, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean it. No. That's not a bad thing. Sure. Uh, and I do think it 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 finishes more on kind of the the dry side with kind of a uh, almost like a dark wine skin kind of aspect to it for me at mm, least. Mm. Um, yeah, and I think it'll, as Dave said, will improve if I can just leave it alone. And let it. Warm I know, up. right? I'm, I'm trying. I keep reaching back for it. I want to <laughs> taste it again, but I need to. I would have up. one pint of this and be done. I don't think I could have yeah. one. I could put it away a full pint, though. I think it's yeah, a decent purity. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's okay. rate this up before we Okay. Get. So the Bunker C, American Porter from Burley Oak, we are going to rate a three. I think that was a pretty good start. I mean, would you have would you have more than one glass of this? I would. Yeah? Yeah. Especially this time depends of year. On, depends on the occasion. There are some yeah. foods that this might go really well with, too. Hmm. Oh man, a bowl of chili. Mm-hmm. Some of this. Yeah, on a cold night. Oh yeah. Uh, I think just a straight up apple. I would look for something that would be a bit crisp and tart, you know, around this. Apple pie? Mm, yeah. Ooh, there you go. Mm, there, I yeah. like that plan. Mm-hmm. I like that. With a fresh piece of cheddar. Oh, yes. <laughs> I don't do that, man. We will I'll be back no with more pie. from Burley Oak in just a minute. Hello, everyone. Greetings. Thanks for sticking with us. We are having such a great time today. We're sticky, too. I'm glad the check was cashed. (laughs) Um, Okay. In all seriousness, hi. Welcome back from the break. We are talking about beer from Burley Oak today in Berlin, Maryland. It's a really big buff oak. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, does a lot of pull-ups it Hmm. push-ups well push-ups are good for the abs okay pull-ups pull-ups are chest and shoulders chest and shoulders above everything else hand over hand under oh always hand over yep or my girl Not that there's anything wrong with that. Starting to talk like a New Zealand (laughs) wizard. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, moving on. Let's talk about beer number two, otherwise known as the Pale Rider IPA. This is 9.8% ABV. Dang. A farm fresh rye imperial pale ale made with 50 pounds of local rye from Clayville Farms in Snow Hill. Now, keep in mind, we, we've had this for a little while mm-hmm. in a crowler, but we kept it cold. I like this. It doesn't taste like 9 point whatever percent. 9.8. Yeah. No. And it's very clear. It's beautiful to look at. And when I first took it to my nose, it was like I could, it's almost like a juniper smell to me at first because of just all the spice notes. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have that taste, but. Do you think that's from the rye? I think it is. Yeah. Do you guys get much rye character out of this? I was going to say exactly mm. the opposite. I get a little in the aroma, not much in the flavor. It it just kind of gets sweet. It's really sweet. It is kind of sweet up caramel. front. Yeah. yeah and that's the, the opposite end. of what rye typically does yeah. for a beer. Yeah, yeah, they usually dry out and you get that nice peppery mm-hmm. spice thing going. Exactly. And I think that's where I was, you know, kind of had set everything up based on the 
description of this beer, and then I was kind of tasting it going, mm, okay, this is a dwarf of whatever it was, or, you know, it just, I don't know, to me, it's, it's, it, it was gimmicky. I mean, you could have done this with no rye, and it would probably have tasted barely any different than this. It's like a standard old school double IPA. Just yep. a lot of malt, a little bit of bitterness to back it up, but a it's dryer, sweet. Maybe. So like, yeah. like maybe they use the rye malt instead of the caramel malt, like just to give it that backbone. I can't, I can't I tell. Think. You know that yeah. that rye yeah. malt because it was locally produced too. You, you I got to be curious how they kilned it, how they prepared it. Right. right. You know. But I know I I usually throw in rye on a IPA to give it dryness. And to give it a little bit more spice than 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 a it sweet feels like taste. very round, so, yeah, yeah, instead of dry. Yeah, but it also it says fifty pounds of rye. Yeah, but I'm, I'm like, my yeah. first question is, you, how big of a system are you brewing? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You know, what percentage <laughs> yeah. of your grist is that? Right. Fifty barrels and fifty pounds. Not a lot. I actually, I think it finishes nice. It's not a super dry finish, but I but I do get some bitterness on the end. I think it's sweet on the front and bitter at the end, and I kind of like that. But I do agree with Kendall that that reminds me of like a like an old school like that Green Flash mm-hmm. um, IPA from back in the day, like when they would make that the really big one. Mm. I am not mm. a fan of this. I, mm. I would just I would probably well, Mike. I mean, it, honestly, it's going to happen sooner or later today. Yeah, I we're going to find one. Where I've got a raspberry beer coming up later that I cool. I know you're going to just love. yeah. I would uh, if this was in a taster flight, I might finish half of it and then move on. That would probably be about the extent of attention I would probably capture for me. Yeah, I just you know. Reading the description, I just don't think that it was well executed. Um, it's not a great beer. I don't find that it aligns with the description of it. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I'm, it's not a bad beer. It's just not good. <laughs> it's kind of middle. Yeah. Well, yeah, even just less kind of that. a middling. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. A, it's like it's, you're aiming for a target and you missed it. You it's know? A, just a big IPA. What do you wow. think, JB? Um, I'm still trying to figure it out. Yeah. Sorry, I, I mean, not to be mean, like I'm thinking, okay, pale ales, you know, tend to be a little sharp to me at times. So, yeah, I kind of get that. But I am missing out on the rye. I'm smelling it more so than I am tasting it. And I'm just a little confused. I just wonder, like, I'm trying to remember back to when we had it fresh on tap and it seemed like it was a little more sharper. pronounced yeah. Yeah. yeah so it could be this was just a victim this was of crowler. It could be us. in a crowler for a while it could yeah. be us so it may be less than what it was but you know this is what we have to go by right 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 what do you think Reverend Mark well you know I think also it kind of a formal question there's a lot of emphasis and I think rightly so on uh, indigenous products you know trying to get as mo- much locally sourced stuff as you yeah. can but I share kind of Kendall's question about you know how was this rye really well, do you, and do you know, you know mm-hmm. like how consistent the right. rye yeah I mean malting is a tricky business and there's people that that's all they do and you know if, if they might have a local malt house I don't know but just getting locally sourced rye doesn't tell you much if they, if they didn't get it malted well, well. You, yeah and especially going from one batch to the next 
you know, you might knock it out of the park with one, and then the next. And they might have like, just yeah. put the straight rye in there. They might have not done anything to it. Might have just been rye, raw yeah. rye, which rye. and maybe. then it should be a farmhouse <laughs> kind well, of project rather than. <laughs> well, but then do you actually get the full? That's what I'm wondering. Impact. If they oh, put okay, raw rye in, you might not get that. You might need to kiln it a bit to pull that out. Because there are some mm-hmm. beers, right? Mostly Belgian that use like unmalted wheat. I've heard right. I've yeah. heard of that a lot more than wheat beers historically. Yeah. yeah. Which really, you just get the sweetness in the, I think, in the sort of the mouthfeel from that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I could go two, three. Right, yeah. All mm. right. Either way. Okay. Well, we are going to rate the Pale Rider IPA from Burley Oak a two. Okay. All right. All right. So we do have an update today um, in the world of wizardry. Uh, I know that that, that really has a lot of overlap to the world of beer. But uh, in New Zealand, a city has taken its official wizard off the payroll. So kind of an unfortunate time down there for (laughs) wizarding in New Zealand. But you know what, though? This could be good for one aspiring wizard who's looking for a job. Do you think it's that kid at at career day when you're going, Billy, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be the town wizard. I want to be Harry Potter. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, he did have a highlight. He did have a career full of highlights that included rain dances in New Zealand and Australia during Routes, participating in protest and repainting telephone booths. So, quite the wizarding uh, resume right there for yeah. you. What does repainting yeah. a telephone booth yeah. have to do with wizarding? Well, our, what, wow. is, what are telephone booths actually? <laughs> what, does, <laughs> what does the town painter do with, you, know you take over his job? That just shows how little you know about wizardry. <laughs> I love this ask. guy's name. But I, that was oh, the, yeah, yeah. The, the wizard is known as Ian Brackenberry Channel. Don't mispronounce. Mispronounced. Wow. And there is a uh, there is a picture of the wizard. You can find it out there. I'm sure if you yeah. Google New Zealand wizards, you'll find him. And he looks exactly like I'm, what you think he would I'm look like. I'm guessing yeah. he's probably the only picture that will come up. This is, Google. This is a resume that I would really, 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 really love to read. Can we get him on the show? <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe. I'll, I'll talk with our agent and see if we can, our booking agent, I mean, see if we can light him up. I mean, you got to think, like New Zealand, tons of great hops. What kind of beer would down you there, you know? <laughs> you think... <laughs> Like, look at look at Julia. She didn't even well, know where to start. So <laughs> speechless. So hey, what I, what's amazing about this is part of his contract called for providing acts of wizardry and wizard like services, and he was paid a whopping eleven thousand dollars wow. U.S. Holy a year. So <laughs> it's not like he's crushing it down there. Yeah. You know. Well, 11, I don't know how far does eleven grand a year go in New Zealand. Probably not very far. Oh. I don't know how many telephone booths are we talking about. <laughs> Well, and that's all. That's all he's re- five. 10. That's the only income he's reporting, right? You know, like, yeah. But does does he need income if he can just conjure his own? Does he you know, vittles. <laughs> hey, Wizard's got an iPhone. Got to have an iPhone. You know? I'm thinking he just you know abracadabra everything he needs. He doesn't need money. Can't abracadabra five so G technology. Plan? Does not say he's getting a pension plan. It oh. looks like they've uh, just uh, cut the contract with Well, him. there was some controversy. Yeah. He made some very um misogynistic. Yeah, mm. yeah. He was not yeah, he was not uh down with I mean, the wizard's gonna wizard. Yeah, that's true. He was old school. <laughs> that was well, the thing. He was a little too old school. Okay, but I had to think about this for a minute. Um the Hobbit <laughs> trilogy was made in New Zealand. Yeah. And Lord of the Rings was made in New Zealand. Yeah. 
The Last yeah. Samurai was made in New Zealand. So no wizards. Okay, I don't know how the <laughs> yeah, Last Samurai plays into it. No wizards. In the you had last me samurai. until you went to Last Samurai. Oh, so are you? you know. Do you think he inspired those movies there, or do you think he's just a leftover extra? I think he's a leftover extra. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying is somebody that's uh, outkicked his role? <laughs> he doesn't say abracadabra. He says Peter Ian, Jackson. Ian. Cut. We're done. We're cut. <laughs> cut. We're done. Maybe he's hoping that Peter Jackson will come back and visit. Yeah. Hmm. Is, he, is he the president of the Peter Jackson fan club? The new avatar. He is, might is be. Is that a side gig? Yeah. <laughs> is that I mean, a side hustle? Well, I mean, look at him. He kind of does look like Peter Jackson, though, in a way. I'm dying to know what <laughs> Reverend Mark has to say about all this. Yeah. What's your, think, what uh, is your official Methodist stance on wizardry? <laughs> on wizardry. <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, John Wesley was kind of looked at a little askance at one or two times as um, he made his way across the Atlantic back to England with all those Moravians. When he got off the boat. Did he saying, have the same T-shirt? Don't touch my wand. <laughs> I thought it was, please touch my wand. No, that's Baptist. That's completely oh, different. Protestant. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never Mark's really not sure where to go with this. We've stymied. You've stymied Reverend Mark. This is a business, not a home for irresponsible pus brains. <laughs> oh, yeah. What's sorry, he do? What's he going to do next? Yeah, where do you go after? Yeah, you know, it's like, can you see him interviewing for his next job? So tell me what you've been doing. I've been a wizard. You know? that's, well, that's he's a city wizard. He looks I've like been an, painting phone booths. An older wizard. So maybe there is a uh, wizardry, wizarding retirement home, kind of like a Hogwarts, though, you know? Okay. But but for, for retirees, not, yeah. not kids. Yeah, and for your <laughs> halftime show here at lunch today, we have Ian, the wizard. Yeah. Put your teeth in for him, people. Come on. Let's, let's put both those hands wow. together. Let's give him a you big know, welcome here you're, at the you're uh, walking, Wizarding Retiring You're walking home. a fine line, buddy. You, know, <laughs> you don't want to go too far insulting old wizards. Huh. He's got nothing to lose now. Wow. <laughs> and he was doing this for a while. Yeah. Right? 20 years. Yeah. Quite the established wizard. I want to see his performance reports. Mm. <laughs> I just wonder, like, how many other cities have a city wizard? or a- I can think of some cities that need a wizard. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, here it says that Christchurch is the only city in the world to have had its own official wizard since 1982. You know, I so would say if you could find somebody to fix all the potholes in town... That would be a wizard. That would be a modern day miracle. I would, I would call doubt. them a holy man and put them on the payroll. No doubt. <laughs> so nineteen eighty two. So pre nineteen eighty two. That's like twenty seven grand, you know, in, in yeah. modern day money. So so yeah. pre nineteen eighty two, there were probably a lot of places that had their own wizard. Then they all just said no. Yeah. So well, I mean, they it, became modern people. And yeah. do you go to school for this? Do you I think get, it's a, like one of those learn at home courses. Learn at home. Did with Ian a certificate? get a C plus in wizardry? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Where's hey, the, where's hey, the look, grade A wizards? How Where many, are they working? Hey, how many people could keep that job for twenty years? Yeah, All right, you got to you got to give them some respect. Well, yeah. before before that's the real skill. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He managed to go twenty years <laughs> and stay like, on the barrel. Yeah. To me, I'm like. 
Yeah, dude, you're you're really you're doing well. Well, he was born in London. I mean, isn't that where Harry so Potter kind of came native. from? native. No. Wow. No, he's not. Mm. Well, and if wizardry school is like seminary, you just okay. You, you know, just go. You, yeah, and you have to read literature that is, is a, extremely arcane. A Brit wizard in New England that got fired because he's uh, you know a male chauvinist pig. Interesting. All okay. right. Okay. All right. Wow. Wow. Well, there you go. Cheers, my friend. Cheers. All right. <laughs> Okay, moving on. Great topic. Yes. Let's go to something that we would have in the morning. Let's go beer. to the coffee and cream. Coffee. <laughs> oh, mm. Okay. Yes. That's it's what a, I had for breakfast uh, Thanksgiving. It's a cream ale mm. co- uh, clocking in at 5.1%. Wow. Smells like coffee. Made with their house made cold brew coffee. Well, that was absolutely the first thing that hit me was it smelled like coffee. Yeah. yeah. So much coffee. It, yeah, uh, it yeah does. the aroma off this is definitely spot on. So just for people who are not coffee aficionados, Mike, like, who are what they? Would, what would be the benefit of cold brew coffee for using in this scenario? Canadians gotta drink something. <laughs> rude. Rude. And also cold cold brew, um, the aromatics are better because the heat's not driving. See, that's off. what I was looking for, Mark. I should have just gone. To you. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but it's always crazy when you have a beer with coffee in the aroma and it's this color. It just messes with your I mind. I know, a right? Bit. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I think the first thing when I was looking at this and smelling it, I definitely reminded me of a mm-hmm. white stout. Yep. Yeah, um, the whole white it, stuff. Yeah, yeah. It definitely had a lot of the same roasty, you know, aroma characters to it, mm-hmm. you know, that reminded me. I was like, okay, this is just going to be a variant of a, you know, a, a blonde stout of some kind. But no, it's not. I, it's it's definitely a cream ale for sure. Yeah. Got a nice coffee. But with that nice coffee balance, there's an, there's yeah. a few beers like this out there that, you know, you take a, just a classic American cream ale. And yeah, throw a little coffee in so, it. So, so Kendall, what would you say are the characteristics of just a straight cream ale? Well, it's a very light ale that's made with a lot of corn in right. the grist. So that corn really helps lighten up the body. They usually finish kind of on the drier side. And it's just a classic pre-prohibition American style that's been around forever. Um, and we're not really sure why they're called right. cream ale. They're not, they're not creamy. You shouldn't right. be adding vanilla cream or something like that. It's uh, you know just an archaic name that, that's been around since the 1800s. But the cream ale was sort of like a response to or maybe a step from loggers, right? Oh, it like was, if, if it you could make – if you weren't equipped to make a lager – and you could really only make ales. Right. You can make a cream ale, which is about as close as you can get to a lager. Like a Kolsch. Right. Yep. Yeah. It's a lot like a Kolsch, and that corn gives it a unique yep. kind of very American characteristic. And also historically, and even still, uh, they're made with uh, an American six-row rather than – there's some six-row in there rather Instead than two-row. Instead of the two-row, two yeah. Yep. Hmm. So you get less of the, the, the proteins, right? Or- well, and you, yeah, and it really has a higher efficiency – so yeah. thus you have more sugar. You get more of that. So then you give this get this really nice kind of almost blank palette for the coffee right. to kind of lay on. That's and, why it works so well. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, totally. I, I think this is nice. I mean, cream ales have always been that, oh, okay, it's a cream ale and I gotta get my head around it. It's not gonna have much to it. It's not gonna be much flavor. I mean, no offense. Good but Genesee. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
but this is this is kind of nice though. Yeah, I like it. It I, is I'm, nice. the The visuals throw me off. I'm you know with coffee. Sure. But other than that, no. the The flavor and the aroma, are spot on. And kudos for making a cream, uh, like a, a coffee and cream ale, because not a lot of breweries will make a cream ale. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely find myself comparing this to uh, New Heights uh, Cookies and Cream. Oh, sure. Which has uh, been around f- for five years now. And it was actually one, one of their launch beers as well. So mm-hmm. um, I think this is a little bit sweeter, maybe, than that reference standard I tend to think of. But yeah. I don't know that there's a reference standard. I've just had that one first. That's really kind of, yeah. you know, yeah. probably problem that I have. But sure. Anyway. Yeah, but I I think as a go to and for somebody that doesn't like a lot of hoppy beers, this is very approachable and very easy. Yeah. Um, we yes. are going to rate the coffee and cream a three, and we'll be right back with more. Welcome back, everyone. So today is another brewery takeover, and we are doing a brewery takeover of Burley Oak in Berlin, Maryland. Breathe a little. Breathe. In there. My God. There's some water there for you if you need to. Ooh. So the Mike, next Mike hurt himself. <laughs> Just takes your breath away. That is He might have, yeah. Yeah. So the next beer that we're gonna talk about is sorry chicky. Sour. Sounds like someone wants to get funky. Yeah. And that we are. I would have been fine with that. This is 4.4% ABV. At Burley Oak, they love their sour beers. And they also love all of the aromas that you get from IPAs. So by dry hopping this lacto-happy beer, they've created an extreme Extreme. sensory experience that only a wizard could put together. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they got that New Zealand wizard to come in. I think this is. I think this is turning me into a newt. (laughs) 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 It has an interesting aroma. Being a dry hop sour, yeah, I'm getting the same hop characteristics I get when I smell Lagunitas hop water. Um, Uh, It reminds me of uh, dill pickle. It it reminded me of of, uh, Vicks Vapor Rub. Yeah, it doesn't smell like a beer. It smells like something was dry hop, but I don't definitely pickle juice. Yeah. I don't really get the hop. But I'd like to pour this in my aromatizer at home. See what that would do. <laughs> when Mike said it tasted like dill pickle, it it does remind me of that beer from Urban Artifact. Yeah. yeah. The dill pickle beer. Yeah. 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 The sour with the the hoppiness just is weird. Yeah. Well, my first reaction was is that I felt like somebody had taken a full pound of sweet tarts and shoved it up my left cheek. It was just... I'm guessing you don't mean... A- cheek under your it nose. was uh it had that same kind of dry powdery you know uh sweet um mm-hmm. i'm sorry sour tart component to it yeah. and it was invasive um it wasn't like hey i'm here and let's, you know i don't think that's a positive like, word it is kind of like powdery <laughs> like they use some kind of powdered it lemonade was extreme mix. yeah <laughs> yeah you know what's weird is i don't dislike it Honestly, here, I, Dave. I, you can have the rest of mine. I will. I'll, I'll drink it. <laughs> I I don't love it, but I don't dislike it. I, I think it's it's. I wouldn't drink a lot of it, but I think like I'm not it's, finish it's this interesting to me. I don't yeah. know. And I think because it's really a small beer, you would want to drink a lot of a small beer. It's a session, yeah, kind of strength beer. But you wouldn't. I couldn't see myself doing a session with this. What was the ABV on this? Four point four. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't know, man. I'm kind of torn. Yeah. Well, okay, I'm thinking about the area that this brewery is from, right? So if it's the summer, if it's kind of like high humidity, you know, and you're out on the on Ocean City, which is um, in direct line to Berlin, for those of you from Maryland. Yes, one of my boardwalk. one of my favorite places in Maryland is Ocean City, and I kind of get it. I mean, if you if it's humid out and it's really hot, you want something that's going to quench your thirst, and this will quench it. I mean, and it's low ABV, so you're not going to get drunk off of one can. This will clear 20 feet around you. Mm. (laughs) It's fine. Because then you have enough space for your umbrella. I mean. Lonely. (laughs) No sand in your crack. (laughs) Oh, just enough sand. Just enough sand. Yeah, I really don't like some more yeah. sitting here on my tongue. I just, I think of all the, you know, if if they love sours and if this is indicative of, you know, some things in their sour line, give it up, man. I think you need to just, you know, you have not mastered this. I don't get the total no. dry hopping thing. Was no. was that supposed no. to do something? Because I think there are other places that have done it, you know, and I, and I think of like, um, it's sort of in an opposite way. Like Hudson Valley did the yeah. sour IPAs. That's good. Even Crooked Stave has done dry hop yeah. sours that mm-hmm. have been really right. lovely. So it's not a bad idea. It's just poorly executed. It's just, it's just, <laughs> you know, your different approach to it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You it's know. just a different approach and yeah. it's probably kettle soured and yeah, there's that. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know and I don't even think of, a, of IPAs as being this this low on the ABV. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to wash my mouth out with more Bunker C. Well, okay. The majority right. is ruling on this, and we're going to rate the sour, chicky sour a one. Wow. Ooh. However, I'm inclined to say that it wasn't all that bad. Okay. <sighs> Moving on. Speaking of wizards. 20 feet. <laughs> speaking of wizards. Wizards, Mike. Yeah. The Bulletproof Tiger IPA. <clears throat> So, on a completely different assault on our taste buds, this is 10% ABV. This all-New Zealand hopped IPA features Nelson Sovin, giving it a punchy fruitness, Pacific Jade, giving it a softer, cleaner bitterness than most double IPAs. This bulletproof tiger is unstoppable. Hmm. I don't know, man. Definitely get that tropical <laughs> fruit thing, yep. you know, going. It's not like full blown, you know, like mm. uh, ambrosia salad, but it's heading down that path of kind of yeah. having coconut oh, it and smells ambrosia. And, you know, it's a yeah. lot of fruit. Um, you know, cherries, you know, it has quite a few things. Maybe not the clean peaches, you know, uh, but. You mind it, if I have some of your tasty beverage to wash this down? Yeah, it's called Bunker C. <laughs> um, so. Um, you know, this is just down that path of a, a double IPA that is just overtly sweet. You know, I, it, it, to me, it's the beer, the base beer is not coming through. How does this just finish to you, though? Like, I, to me, there's a sweet a bitter on the finish, like right at the end. Just a little bit. I, I'm with Mike. This is this is too sweet. In fact, these big, sweet, hazy doubles are, I think, our best work. drink when they're really cold. This is sad a while, and yeah. uh, they just all the flavors just kind of get muddled kinda together. Yeah. 
Yeah, the sugar drowned everything out. I mean, they grab the mark. But it's not sugar of malt. No. Because I mean, that I think if it had a really good malt counterbalance yeah. to it, that it would be a little bit more palatable. Uh, I also got kind of a vegetal vegetal aspect in my I mean, yeah, I got the tropical fruits, but I don't know, it just yep. muddled is kind of the good word for that. Yeah, I see what you're saying, Mark. It's definitely some of that too. Hmm. What Juliana, what do you think? Well, the smell on it is is enticing. I'm trying to figure out why they named this bulletproof tiger. I mean, maybe because it's you know super sweet, so you think of like a cuddly lost little it. Rock, kitten, paper, scissors, and then <laughs> and then the fact that it's such a high ABV, you know, it'll punch you out later. There was a tiger on the uh, hop, nope. uh, you know, or the Tiger King bag. <laughs> Hi, I'm Joe Exotic. I'm here to teach you all about beer. I got something called Bulletproof Tiger. That's where I was thinking. But if you like ambrosia salad, this is kind of right up your alley then. there's To me, the pineapple is just overwhelming everything else. I agree. That is definitely the dominant fruit uh, that's coming through. Uh, for sure. It's the first thing I smelled. Versus it's Joe the first exotic. thing I tasted. Mm-hmm. It's even on the back end. Yeah. yeah. I just want a little round dollop of it on some cottage cheese. Yeah, right? Yeah. I mean. <laughs> With maybe, the cherry. Maybe cook, yeah. it, cook it down. You little, can't uh, take him away from the potluck dinner. So I'm I wonder if you. we blended the sour chicky with the bulletproof tiger. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Yeah, Kendall's uh, okay, like, ah. fine. <laughs> Look at him. He's doing the cuvee route already. Did you come on the sour with it? Improves both of them, actually. See? There you go. That's called synergy. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Yeah, it cuts the tartness, kind of softens the uh, vegetalness. I think uh, they should bring Kendall in to consult. What, for the blend? (laughs) No, for the the beer. What do you think, Reverend Mark? Would you? Uh, what are you going to rate this, Reverend Mark? Oh, I'm going to give it this. Uh, okay. Oh, Reverend Mark's going to give it the old well, one finger salute. Okay. <laughs> it was two. Stop. Okay, but for the majority of everyone, the Bulletproof Tiger um, Imperial IPA from Burley Oak, we're going to rate a three. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, I think we got time for a bonus one. Bonus beer. Bonus oh beer. My God. I, yeah. I, I, bonus I'm, I'm, beer. I'm afraid <laughs> at this so, point what's going to happen. So this one's kind of interesting. This is called Human Solenoid IPA. <laughs> this is a New England IPA coming in at 8.8% ABV, but it only has 30 IBUs to it. So it's a double IPA with Nelson Sovin, Mosaic, Citra, and Kohatu. We are the human solenoid. We are the human solenoid. Um, very creamy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the first thing that caught my attention. If you want a creamy uh, IPA, which this that's is, that's New England, yeah, yeah. Um, and low IBUs. Yeah, that's New it's England. another one again with no bitterness to back it up. Yeah, just kind of. This is for that friend at the table going. I don't like. I don't like hops. Yeah. You know, and you're like. What you okay, don't like then is something. Then have this. Yeah, this, what you don't like is you don't like something that's bitter. This is one of the sweetest smelling IPAs I think I've that's ever. That's true. Yeah. Very floral. Yeah, very very floral. I don't think it's an IPA, but it could be. It smells like flowers or 
or like grapes or like something like super sweet. This, I, wow, man, it just I wonder like if so jasmine. Sweet. Are the Kohotu hops? I don't know anything about that hop. I don't know anything about that hop. This is the first time I've had Kohuto. anything that had that Kohuto. in it. It's not yeah. bad. No, I mean I actually could drink this. You only get, <laughs> wow. do you only get that hop from New Zealand? Yeah, New Zealand say that all the time. Uh, okay. Yeah, well. I don't know. I think that's a typo. That's there's no way there's 30 IBUs in this. This is definitely swinging more like 90 or 70. I don't think so, man. Like, there's no bitter on this. I mean, it's just no, it's I'm just so hop oil. These Kohotu hops are from New Zealand. Oh well, oh, so there, there we go. go. Oh, there's the wizard got them over yeah. there. Yep. Wizard's got them back. We found his next job. Crushed <laughs> pine needles. Nope. Tropical fruits. Yes. Yes. So maybe maybe some pine. I don't know. I don't think so. I just I smell. It's like a fruit salad, dude. This I just is smell like a fruit salad. Uh, so this is like banana and coconuts. If I had to pick up, yeah, you know the yeah. fruit component, yeah. you know, in this it's mostly coconut, the, coconut yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think I get the like like a really overripe banana. You mm-hmm. know, like how when they're you're like I need to throw this out or put it into something. Um, it's interesting. If you probably if I had not looked at the I would have said this is a sessionable IPA. Yeah, it does not. It does not taste, taste eight percent. Yeah, no, I mean, no, no. I would probably be you know two or three glasses into this, going, "Wow, why do oh. I feel so good?" Yeah, <laughs> why know? do I need sure, to lay down on the floor? <laughs> I'm wondering if their numbers are are, are right. off because yeah. some of these beers just feel mm-hmm. a lot smaller to me than their numbers say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah, and yeah. I've, I've wondered about that. It's just, is there a little ABB inflation going on in mm. the world? Because, you know, people think, you know, if I put 8.4 instead of 7.8, people might buy it. It feels like yeah. a 4 to 5 percenter. And yeah. it, I think the IBUs are closer to like, you know, around the 70 you know, or 80. There is something to that, Kendall. I mean, it's not like, you know, it's not like Europe where they get taxed by the ABV. Right. So and and people want to buy higher ABV beers. It's like yeah, there was a story like a year or two value. ago. Somebody had one lab tested, and it was like five percent off from where they were claiming. Well, yeah. Now you've had a chance to you know sample something with that hop. Would you would you choose to use it in a beer? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm curious to see what it would do. What, what tropical banana it would bring? I would single hop. A beer with that, mm-hmm. yeah, just you know, yeah. yeah, just curious, and maybe even yeah, like, I don't know do anybody like a, that makes a single hop of this beer or that or that hop. I'm yeah, sorry, but I, but I think like a single hop pale ale with that, I think would be pretty tasty and make it a legitimately. <sighs> yeah, five I think or they should take whatever they're doing with the pale writer and just single hop that. <laughs> just, yeah, you know, send that beer to us. So yeah, well, yeah, this that's is an interesting. I would, I would give that one that. Well, hmm. Okay. Well, well, just just thinking about how it, you know, is against, you know, everything else. So. Well, yeah, we it's an interesting. Okay. It's doing. an interesting. Okay. Uh, I can do that. okay, we are going to rate the human solenoid IPA. We're going to give this one a four. Versus the human centipede, which is a. It's an interesting flight. A movie uh, that no one should ever watch. Huh. But, no, it really, it really is. So. You know, interesting with some breweries and what countries they're pulling their hops from and where they like where their comfort zone is. So 
it's safe to say that Burley Oak is enjoying their New England hops, like whether they're, I mean, New Zealand hops, and whether that's because it's like more available, you or know, than some of the wizardry, w- or yes. they enjoy the wizards. I think they I don't should know. bring. I think they should uh, bring in the wizard for a day show. You know, sure, yeah, beer and wizardry. Why not? Oh, dude. At Burley Oak. <laughs> Who would not go to that? And really crappy rye pail. Yeah. So. I, I mean, why Well, not? I think there's, you know, there's something to be said for having a beer fresh off tap versus taking it home and betting that it will be okay, huh. you know, after you. I, I've not. You know, so does anybody know if they distribute outside of Maryland? They do not. I don't think. I have not seen their beers you know, out and about. So I think not yet, but I, I, I I think in the like Delaware, Maryland and Virginia kind of region they do. But um, anyways, I mean, this has been a very interesting flight. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. It was interesting. I can understand why, you know, you guys stopped by the tap room and there was, you know, there was some hope of, you know, some good beers. Here yeah, for sure. I mean, we yeah. did have quite a few. They had quite a few on tap, yeah, yes. which I was really impressed by. And they're also known for their dreams, mm. like their um, lactose type of beers too. Yeah, no. yeah. So <laughs> we we didn't do that to you. Guys. No, we yeah. didn't. Thank you. Okay, well, that's going to wrap it up for today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. We, if you're listening to us online, do yourself a favor and tap that subscribe you know that button. Tap 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 a room. The easiest way to listen to our show is to ask Siri, Alexa, Google, or Uncle Larry. Play podcasts, sips, suds, and smokes. We love your feedback, and you can reach us online at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. Our daily tasting notes flow out on Twitter. Our handle on there is at sipsudsmokes, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. You'll also be able to interact with the thousands... And millions of other fans on those social media platforms. Sorry, I did pause. And please do us a favor and take the time to rate this episode if you're listening to us online. That would be a big help to us, and we get to see your feedback as well. Good coughing. Yes. We're killing ourselves for this. We're killing it. It Good old boy, Kendall. Thanks for being here. It was a pleasure as always. Enjoyed it. Please tell us about your blog. My beautiful wife and I blog about the good news of good beer at beermakes3.com. She drinks all the bourbon. And she drinks all my bourbon. (laughs) Love you, June, so much. Go to boy, Mike. Hey, come back. Enjoy another great episode of Sip, Suds, and Smokes. I'll ask you to keep on sipping. Reverend Mark, our favorite wizard. So glad to be here, and we're not banning them yet. They're not all heretics, but we'll see the next episode. <laughs> Good boy, Dave. But we are willing. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> wow. This is Good Old Gal Juliana. Thanks so much for sticking with us, and keep on chuggling. We'll catch you next time. Is that line? Yes. <laughs> been a one tan hand production of sip suds and smokes a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life from the dude in the basement studios your host the good old boys will see you all next time